Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to episode 121 of Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live a life you've always dreamed of beyond the rut. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry Dugan, and in just a moment, Brandon Cunningham is going to join us as we have a conversation with Melissa Monty. Melissa is the host and founder of Mind Love Podcast. Now, we have her on the show because she has an extraordinary story of how she overcame a not just a rut in life, somebody basically dug a huge trench, threw her in there, and left her for dead, and she has climbed her way out of it. And if you met her today, you would have no idea that this is the life she has experienced. So just to give you a, a, just a little snippet of what she's experienced in life, she was a, a sexual assault victim twice in her teenage years, lost her father. And so there are some triggers here. Do keep that in mind. Uh, but she was also uh, somebody who suffered from bulimia. She lost a friend to suicide, and she even served time in prison. Now, with that, she's turned her life around. She's looked into her own self and set a mindset that has set her up for success. And today, with Mind Love Podcast, she encourages her listeners to also set a mindset for success, to not live in a victim mentality that holds them back, but to embrace that and to move forward. We just, we were such in awe of talking with Melissa that we actually recorded longer than usual. So, this is only part one it's worth every moment. Check out Melissa's story. Listen to how she views life. Here we go. All right, Brandon, get back up to the mic. <laughs> how have you been? I tend to walk too much. You know, always when I do the countdown too. Always, A stationary always. mic with cables <laughs> is hard for me. I have to. We did get you one of those harnesses where you can put the microphone, like it's right there on your chest. Yes. And then wherever you walk around, get a longer cable. And I've got a headset in there. If we yeah. could do the, but yeah. it's wireless. Though, I'm thinking so. that if we do that, you're going to be, Recording wander from around the bathroom and that gets awkward. So, all right. So anyway, we didn't. Good thing we don't have a guest listening to all this. We do actually. <laughs> so we got Melissa Monty calling in from uh, Santa Monica, California. How are you doing, Melissa? I'm amazing. How are you? Awesome. I love that answer. <laughs> all right. So uh, we we just had a moment moment fake accent. <laughs> Sorry, Melissa. I did not give you a chance to be prepared for that fake accent. It comes out. Jerry moved to London last week, so he's given the moment. It's okay. I always say hello. Hello. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I grew up an army brat, so after a while, I you know hearing different you know dialects uh, of the English language. You know, uh, once in a while, I'll say rude, and then water, water, uh, and, and everybody's like, W A D E R. Yeah. When were you ever on the East well, Coast? I just grew up as a brat, so <laughs> <laughs> had nothing to do with the military. I'm just being a brat. Maybe that's the common denominator. If you're a brat, you pick up fake accents. There you go. There yeah, you go. maybe. Awesome. So you had a chance to hear a couple of our episodes, you said. Uh, so you kind of know what's coming. The way I like to open up all of our shows and all of our talks is with an icebreaker. And it's uh, a game that I've called Six Degrees of Separation Fact or Fiction. Uh, I think I've got Brandon on a losing streak now, two-week losing streak. Uh, he got me a little worried with a two-week winning streak to kick off 2018. Uh, but anyway, uh, the question's going to be, uh, how are you connected to Renee Zellweger within six degrees? And then whenever you finish your answer, uh, Brandon here's got to guess if what you've told us is fact or fiction. I'm going to stare at her and see if she's lying. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I've only broken one bone, and that was my toe. Jim Carrey broke my toe, and he was engaged to Renee Zellweger. Oh, that is wow. And she's from the LA area. I was so. going to say. Yeah. And she seems like the kind of person who had their toe broken by Jim Carrey. So I'm going to say that's true. You're correct. That is true. <laughs> this might be the closest connection we've had to Renee on our journey to you. playing Reverb. sand soccer on the 4th of July, 2010, I believe. Uh, Jim Carrey collided with me and he broke my toe. Awesome. He keeps that on the down low. Like, I, I think it's in I his tweeted book. at him immediately afterwards. <laughs> I was like, dude, my toe's actually broken. He didn't respond, though. It was like we never uh, met after that, but I spent uh, the whole day with him. He uh, gave me a little flag to wave at the 4th of July fireworks. <laughs> there you go. Six degrees of separation. Uh, Brandon once got blocked, actually still is blocked. I'm still blocked. On Twitter by Rob Lowe. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I have no idea why. <laughs> and somehow there's a connection to Jim Carrey. sending him duties again. Yeah, I'm like, I got to quit sending him <laughs> stuff he doesn't like. I we had a thing, and then, you know. <laughs> and, and the cool thing is, Rob Lowe won't block me either. I keep bringing it up. Like, hey, why is Brandon blocked? And anyway. Someday yeah. his like, people will you figure it out. you 12 nudies. You haven't blocked me. <laughs> exactly. So, wait. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good thing. Now the lawyers are involved. Uh, all right. Note to self. <laughs> uh, Brandon doesn't send enough photos to Rob Lowe. What? No. Oh, well, I guess he wouldn't get them because he yeah, blocked you. I can't send him in. I can't even tag him in a, in a tweet to tell him, hey, unblock me. I just, oh, man, the conversation you're going to have with your senior pastor <laughs> next week. So the goal is either get him to unblock me or get Renee on the show. One or the other will happen someday. That's the plan. So, Melissa, we know you didn't come on to talk about Rob Lowe or Jim Carrey breaking toes or really probably even Renee, but. Tell us a little bit about what you were doing uh, that you said, you know, I'm going to start a podcast and see where this goes. Well, I grew up with a pretty charmed life. And then uh, eventually a bunch of traumas hit and I just spiraling downward, partying all the time, um, had a lot of bad habits, dangerous to my health even, an eating disorder. And I realized that something had to be done. And so I, I started to just read a book. One book gave me a lot of hope and it was... Don Miguel Ruiz, The Mastery of Love. And after that, I just kept reading. And and I read hundreds of books within a couple of years. And I kind of became obsessed with that self-improvement. But I like to call it more of like self-empowerment. And so I started to understand all the common denominators between whether it was books on business or entrepreneurship or spirituality and self-improvement. And, and it all kind of came down to a number of principles. And I started to live my life that way. So at some point I ended up talking about it so often. Uh, (laughs) That's what I would talk about in conversations. Other people were talking about the bachelor and I was talking about willpower. (laughs) So I decided I needed to find a platform where I can share it with the world. I, I love talking about that stuff. It gives me energy and I figured that's, it's probably a green light that it has something to do with my purpose. And since then I've just been on a roll. I feel totally in alignment with what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's just been really, really fun. I love that. I love because whenever we said, you know, how are you doing? And you're like, I'm amazing. It's like, 
just the the energy that comes off of you and and that's really why we wanted to have you on because you not only have a great story and we definitely want to get into that but just the energy that you put out is kind of infectious you just you i I would imagine people can't be around you very long and just be all sad and down and it's like oh the world's terrible and everything's coming to an end you just seem like the kind of person that would like pump them up with so much they're like okay i left and now i can't really worry about the world or anything like that i got to do something good. Thank you. Yeah, I believe that energy is something that you have to cultivate and you have to take responsibility for the energy that you bring out into the world because you're right. Energy is infectious. If you're around somebody that's in a terrible mood, it's going to rub off on you and I think that's selfish. So I do I do work on it and it pays off. It's worth the hard work. It's hard when you're at your low and you decide something needs to be done because you're your lower self. Your lower self is in control. So you've got to find the little pieces that you can bring out of a higher level of energy, I think. There was something you'd said in a, another podcast interview I had heard, and it was something along the lines of uh, you didn't believe that being a victim should be like a permanent state or that uh, an ailment should be a permanent state. Um, and it was just in the context of you talked about the things you've gone through in life. And at some point, you just it just kind of hits you. Like, I'm not going to live the rest of my life this way. And, and just in the few minutes we've chatted before we even recorded, we, we see that in practice, you know, that choice and that effort to have that positive mindset and just accept yourself and, and really love your mind and, and just nourish it. And, um, anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out there. I don't have a question. I just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Like, yeah. I think that we're all habits of thought. And so if you find yourself, as a victim or in a low spot, you, like I said before, you have to take responsibility for that. And so if you, if somebody was to tell you about their friend and say, Hey, there's this person I really want you to meet. She's such a victim and she's just really sad. You'd not want to meet that person. So is that (laughs) who you want to be? (laughs) Is that how you want to present yourself? Probably not. And it, it really matters a lot what you put into yourself. You know, I was talking to a friend today at lunch about, you know, what you eat, you try to eat good fuel basically to keep your body going. But we kind of do the opposite with the rest of our life. We listen to the news or we let some negative people talk to us or we watch Twitter blow up and, you know, we do all of this negative stuff we put in our body essentially and then your body's not running very efficiently because maybe you won't eat a cheeseburger from mcdonald's but then you'll listen to you know the news for an hour when that's probably 10 times worse than you eating at mcdonald's because now your mind's messed up and i I love that concept of you know you grew up in a really charmed life but then you kind of wandered off the path for a while and then you really face some adversity. It's not really a story of, you know, hey, you got fired once and you bounce back from that. You really face some stuff. And I won't make you get into all the details, but talk a little bit about kind of what you went through and then your road to, you know, move past that. And I love the concept of you're not a victim. It's just something that happened. Yeah, I well, like I said, my life was pretty great. My parents were divorced, but I had a great stepdad and I still had a great relationship with my dad. And then high school hit. And the very first thing that happened was I was raped. And then soon after that, a close friend committed suicide. Then I was raped again. And then my dad died. So I was just ill-equipped to deal with (laughs) any of it. I had no idea what to do. I did have a little bit of a background with positive thinking. And my parents had actually 
at, for like two years, got sucked into a multi-level marketing <laughs> uh, company oh, yeah. called Amway. But oh, the yeah. one good thing about it was that there was a book club. And I remember reading the five love languages and the seven habits of highly effective people. And <laughs> and I didn't absorb them that much, but they were like little seeds planted. And so I thought that after these traumas hit, that I could just transcend them, just kind of shove them away and keep a positive attitude. And it seemed like what I had learned, you know, don't dwell in victimhood and, and whatnot. But what I realized was that I was not, I was not allowing myself to feel those emotions and to go through the process of healing. So I believe that feeling into, into your pain will actually unlock deep, deeper levels of consciousness. If you don't, I think that it's going to trans, or manifest in different ways throughout the body, which it did for me. And so I ended up kind of just spiraling, like I said, and partying a lot. I developed a really dangerous case of bulimia that I had for eight years. Oh, wow. uh, I had tons of bad habits. I was just, I was just kind of coasting through life. But it was difficult for me to really feel like there was a rock bottom because I had always been pretty successful. I got good jobs, never really had to worry about not getting a job. I got the ones that I applied for. I made good money. I had friends, but it was just uh, acquaintances, really, that wanted to party, wanted to drown out their sorrows. And I just realized that I got to a point where I couldn't even be alone if I wasn't out with people uh, feeding myself alcohol or whatever right. it was, I I would just go into deep states of crying. My mom used to get freaked out because I would call her sometimes and I'd be bawling so hard and then she'd call me like three hours later and I'm like, hey mom, like, what, <laughs> oh, what's going on? Are, are you okay? I haven't been able to get a hold of you for hours and there's like loud music in the background. I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> We're like, having a blast. Three hours before I'm like bawling like a toddler. So I started to read and it was baby steps. And really the biggest thing that I have to thank is once I started yoga teacher training, I had a different group of friends around, people that were interested in something a little bit higher. Uh, they were talking about things like meditation and mindfulness and your energy frequencies. And because I tend to be kind of a sponge to the energy around me, that was infectious to it for me. And I was able to start living these things that I was that I already knew, whereas before my lifestyle didn't really allow it. And it took years and a lot of hard work, and I'm still working on it. But uh, I believe I believe that you have to constantly stop and assess your situation, and and it's always always improvement. You're never going to just reach, okay, I finally made it. Yeah. I'm happy yeah. and everything's fine. And now I don't have to think about it anymore. You'll, yeah. You always have to focus on what you want to be. And that's what I'm doing. I think a lot of people think that though, if I can just get, you know, this job or this relationship or this thing, I'm going to be there and then I'm going to just be able to cruise out the rest of my years or whatever. But it literally with, with humans, you know, you're either getting better or getting worse. You're not, there's no standstill kind of process and in, in the way we develop. But I think, and this is, you know, me using psychoanalysis that I don't really possess on somebody I just met, but I, I'm, <laughs> I'm asking because, you know, in my former life as a doctor, I would venture to guess that during that period of your life, uh, before you really started to meet positive people that, that not only did you not know yourself, but nobody else did either. Everybody kind of had a version of you they thought was true, but nobody really knew who the real you was. Yeah, and honestly, I'm still discovering the real me. I think that we, we're we constantly changing, and we have this kind of ego about ourselves. Our personalities are, are not 
real. They're, they're, they're what we've developed. They're these <laughs> habit loops. They're what people have told us we are. They're what we believe we are. And there's this really great video on YouTube called The Themes, The Theory of Everything. And it goes into how the brain works. And yeah. what humans are doing most of the time is they are reacting emotionally to something. And those reactions are habits. We normally don't have logical we're not very logical with the way we react. If somebody cuts you off in the middle of the road and you've never been the calm person and you allow yourself to get that road rage every time, it's going to be an automatic response. And then afterwards, we spend the rest of the time explaining why we reacted that way and try <laughs> trying to rationalize these irrational behaviors. And so if you can just let it go and, and say, oh, sorry, my husband and I do that a lot now because I, I don't even know where that came from. I'm sorry. I took a deep breath. That's not the place I'm in anymore. And and it's good. And living in LA, I would imagine that happens a lot. Oh, yeah. I, know I was there. I don't know. It's been years, about five, six years ago now. But driving in LA is like, has to be like crossing the road at a NASCAR race or something. It's crazy. <laughs> the good news is that everything you could need is in a mile of your house. And so... <laughs> The key to happiness in LA is you have to set up your life to where everything you love is nearby. <laughs> and I don't, I barely drive. I ride my bike. If I do drive, it's a mile. <laughs> so there you go. It's good. So Melissa, you started to hang around with a better group. You learned to be a, a yoga instructor and uh, you started to be influenced by more positive people, people kind of going places or wanting to do something with their life. Let us in on a little bit of what happened after the, the yoga instructor. Like where, where did you take that from there? I'm assuming you're probably in your mid to late twenties at that point or I'm thirty two, almost thirty-three. Ah. But I moisturize, so thank you for the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, well I joined yoga teacher training and not to be a yoga teacher, frankly, it doesn't make enough money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it's a great uh, thing but to have. It but... is deep in my practice. It's my favorite <laughs> thing to do. Um and so I I did that. I and I started to like I said, read a lot and and learn to apply these little things to my life. I started to be more aware of the people that I was hanging out with or the people that were in my life and removing the toxic people and replacing them with people that lift me higher, that give me energy, that support my dreams, even if they sound crazy. <laughs> and it's insane how fast the growth was after that. And then when I met my husband, before he was my husband, we bonded over The Power, which is the sequel to The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. Oh. Mm -hmm. And we had this thing in common. And before that, every time I would, I was single, it was mostly because, like I said before, I was an only child. I, I would get these bouts of loneliness that would just, it was difficult for me to be alone for a long time. And so... I, I would always just kind of replace the loneliness with whoever was around. And so now that there are these people that were cultivating what I wanted to be, it, it just made it a lot easier. So before, whenever I would date somebody, I always felt like I would, I would kind of soar up to this place when I was single and then I'd meet somebody <laughs> and then it would just bring me down and I would be doing whatever they were doing. And, and, uh, they, they would kind of laugh when I'd say something like the law of attraction or energy frequencies, which I just love to talk about. <laughs> and, and he, he would support me and we like to go into things that were that are like, how can this be possible? It might not be something we revolve our lives around, but if it's a way, uh, a parable, even a, a, a different way to look at some way to make your life better, then then why not try it? It's fun. And 
And since then, it's almost like exponential growth after meeting him and uh, just being able to live it every day. And when I'm down, I have somebody else to lift me up. And it's almost like having a business partner. It's easier to keep your business idea <laughs> when you have another another person there because you're going to have your lows. Right. And it's important to for people, everyone, no matter who you are, is to look at the people around you and, and ask yourself, do they add to your life or do they take away? And, and I know when you're in a room with somebody that you just feel like, man, when I leave, I'm exhausted by the energy that you just take out of my life. I just can't be around you very much. And I'm not talking directly to you, Jerry, but I'm talking okay, about good, you. Good. So, uh, you know, the, <laughs> what? A, a lot of people in their jobs are that way. You know, you realize I, this is a risk to go out and start a podcast and, and, you know, just talk on, on the internets and all this kind of stuff. But, uh, whenever you make the, the decision for this to be your profession and you're going to make money from this, it's a risk. And you have to look around and say, what's the risk staying where I'm at in an environment that's not positive or jumping out here and trying this? And you recently did that. And so talk a little bit about the mindset going into that. Do I do this full time and just quit this environment or? Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos into Capshow and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash CapShow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Yeah, um... It, it was a difficult one. I was working for a startup for a long time. I was vice president of this startup. And when you're in a startup in general, you wear many hats. When you're a <laughs> vice president of a startup, you wear all the hats. Yep. And so the idea of leaving the team was scary for me, but it ended up happening at the perfect time. And and I, I don't know, there was just a lot of things that I realized it wasn't in line in alignment with my higher purpose that was starting to become more and more clear. And I had to just take the leap. And I'm really glad that I did. It's, <laughs> it's been really great so far. And it seems like when you do just trust the universe like that, or trust God or whatever your belief system is, things just start coming to you. I, I believe we are all energy. And so I believe that when you focus all of yours towards something, then the energy around you is going to come and support you. Right. That's such a great uh, concept. It's like you have to move first. There's no such thing as this bridge just coming out in front of you while you think about it. You've got to jump and then know that that hand is going to be out there and you're going to, the next thing will fall into place. It doesn't mean everything falls into place, but the next step will. You know, you've got to take one before you get to step two. And, you know, you can't just jump to step 50 or know they're all there. You got to, take some risk, but it's fun because then you've really accomplished something. Definitely. And yeah, it, it's giving me more, more time too to just the best thing about the podcast is it's this perfect 
uh, unity of all the things I'm working towards and then what I want to give back to the world. And so it allows me to work on myself at the same time and bring people on that I want to talk to that inspire me. And so now it's like what I'm doing for my, for what I'm creating a life for myself in all the ways possible, instead of just saying, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this over here, but then I want to be healthy over here. It's, it's very aligned for me. That's great. So tell us a little bit about the podcast. What's it called? What, what kind of is the concept that people should tune into and download? And I know we'll have all that in the show notes because Jerry's awesome, but talk a little bit about your concept and what you do in this podcast. The people that know me, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> they, they, I'm, I can be an interesting person. So I, I love to take these little strategies and, and then I'll, I'll kind of just work it like a machine because I do believe uh, that our, our bodies, our minds, all of that, they can kind of be hacked, you know? So mm-hmm. when you say in your mind, oh, I'm going to remember something and then you forget it and then you beat yourself up. <laughs> you can't beat yourself up over those things. Your brain works in a certain way. And so I like to take all of these ideas of things that I've learned on basically how to hack the human experience to be happier and to um, be more successful and healthier. And and I bring people on and, and we talk about that. And so there are a lot of things that are really important to me in my life that end up coming up a lot, such as willpower or just different ways to to shift your mindset to basically overcome and achieve anything. Without these mindset techniques, I don't know where I would be. I at one point, well, five or six years ago, there were days when I was sitting in my room, bawling my eyes out, binging and purging all day long um, on 40 milligrams of Adderall a day, drinking tons of alcohol per night, doing drugs. Like I was in a really, really bad place. And now I'm this person who <laughs> I'm, I'm vegan. I get I, I have a podcast while I was vice president of a startup for a while. I have a, an amazing relationship that I love. And the difference is so crazy. It brings me to tears sometimes <laughs> when I think about my life five years ago and how difficult that was for me. And so I know that there are people out there that are hiding it just as much as I was. Because if you knew me back then, you just thought I was the fun one that loved to party. I right. still kept a smile. I've always tried to be happy. I love to laugh, but alone, I was a wreck. And so I want to be able to reach those people that were like me, that need a different way to look at something or that maybe don't read a hundred books in a year and, and just give them a more accessible route to a better life. That's such a great purpose for your life too, because you've taken something that was, you know, terrible and kind of rock bottom and but you're speaking into people's lives in a way that you know even 10 years ago you wouldn't have been able to because this technology didn't exist but you're able to put that story out there and if one person is sitting in their room alone and listening to you and going well if she could do it maybe i could maybe i can listen and learn some skills and some techniques to kind of pull myself out of this because there are a lot of people that just live that fake life they everybody thinks oh yeah let's call melissa she'll be ready to go and you know we'll just have a blast and have no idea that you just spent hours of you know purging and binging and just you know losing your mind over the loneliness but 
if, if you're listening to this, you can do this too. Now, don't skip over the fact that this took time. There was a lot of effort and, and other people. One thing that I try to tell people too is like, you've got to change your environment. You know, you were talking about you're, you're vegan now. It's like, you've got to get out of where you're at rather than try to change where you're at. You know, don't change the environment around you, change your location. And then maybe you can change some of the habits and people that you're around. My biggest realization was, okay, so especially when you're, if you know anything about eating disorders, it can be one of the hardest things to overcome. I learned that once you develop an eating disorder, it's with you for life. It's really hard. And the thing is, is it's not just like, oh, I broke this part of my brain and now <laughs> I'm going to have an eating disorder for life. It's the way your brain works. And that realization was a huge step for me because anyone can get out of a rut. You know, <laughs> when you do an action over and over again and there's some sort of reward to it, there's some sort of sensation that that ends up acting as a reward. Your brain creates these little loops of of neurons and synapses and whatever and it will it will just continuously go in that loop it's kind of like pavlov's dogs yeah. and you just start salivating when these certain things happen and so when you realize how to kind of hack that system and say okay well number 1 i wasn't giving myself enough food to not have these extreme cravings so first do that um number 2 figure out some have a list already ready of things to do instead of binging and purging when you feel like this is about to happen. If you create these lists, I call them my power lists of <laughs> things to do instead of this emotional response, then you can go to that, do something else and slowly start to change those habit loops and build and replace different habits. That that was just really, really big for me. I use it all the time. I also used to bite my nails down to the nail beds. It was my biggest insecurity because <laughs> that was the one habit that I couldn't hide. Oh. Now, I don't have that problem anymore, but it's really easy to break habits when you understand how they were created in the first place. That's pretty powerful. I, I know a couple of guys who bite their nails down to their, mm -hmm. um, yeah, down to the bed. Actually, I know one guy, he actually bites the skin off his fingertips. Yep. Yeah. I did that for a while as um, well. It's a, it's like a nervous twitch. If you've ever read the, the book, The Power of Habit, mm -hmm. uh, you end up finding out that there's certain things about the habit. And so, it, you end up getting addicted to that sensation of, I used to just like run fingernails underneath other fingernails for some reason. And, uh, and reading this book was an aha moment. It was like a light bulb. And so they say, when you start to find yourself subconsciously doing that, instead create a different sensation with your hands, like squeeze the side of the table or, or something like that. They, they say the same thing with eating. Um, if you're eating, if you snack a lot at work and you always get up and you go to the fridge and then you go talk to somebody else, you start to eliminate one little thing from the habit loop every time to figure out what it is that you're craving. Is it that you, that you get up to go, you want the human interaction with somebody else? Is it that you actually want extra calories at that time? Which thing is it when you pinpoint that, then you can replace it with something healthier and it works faster than than you could expect. But you do have to educate yourself on, on why and, and possibly ways to get out of your rut. 
If you like everything you heard in this episode, check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 121. There you'll find links to resources that were talked about in this episode, as well as a link to Melissa's website, mindlove.com, and to her podcast. Whether you're an Apple user, an Android user, or something else, you're going to find a way to connect with Melissa and enjoy her show on a regular basis. And that's all we've got for this week. Now, if you haven't subscribed to our show, please go ahead and do so. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play Music. We're also on Stitcher and pretty much any other podcast syndication type of platform out there. We're not on SoundCloud, though, so we do get that once in a while. We're like, well, that's more of a music platform. Now, the best way you can support our show is to share us with a friend, a family member, your coworkers, or that neighbor across the street. So go ahead and do that. Let them know, hey, this is a very powerful episode, or this is a very interesting person we think you'd actually get a lot of value out of this and that's the best way you can support us and also let us know how we're doing we're on twitter we're on facebook we've got an email address even info at beyondtherut.com we also have a phone number and that's on our website so i'm going to cheat there because you've heard from me enough until we come back next week and conclude the story of melissa monty go live life beyond the rut take care You look like you had a question. No, I was okay. making a comment that like way past. I was going to talk about like Corpus Christi traffic, but it, it doesn't apply. <laughs> We've moved past that a long time ago. <laughs> so, so I was catching up and that was me slowly catching up to the conversation. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself... I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.